Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hello and welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward podcast. I'm Beverly Ann and I'm joined with by... With by Chris Tuck. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I know. I'm just getting my teeth in for anyone listening. <laughs> but today is very different because it's not a standard episode. It's not a guest. It's something new and it's our Q&A. Have you got five minutes? Have you got five minutes? And why did we come up with that title, Bev? Because in the number of people that say to us, have you got five minutes? I just want to ask you. So we thought we'd call it that. And this is, we are keeping it to 30 minutes for anybody who's listening, because we do appreciate our podcasts have got longer and longer, especially now as they're on Mintwave radio. So this is a smaller um, episode. So Chris, You've got the first question there, haven't you? I have indeed, yes. So I've seen this quite a lot over social media in the last few weeks. So I thought it was very pertinent to answer this. Um, After our sex education podcast, we received this via email and it goes like this. Isn't teaching children about sex at a young age, actually sexualizing them and eroding their innocence. So we would like to respond to this. Um, I'll let you go first, Bev. Yeah, well, I want to say thank you to the person that that wrote in because there will be many people possibly thinking that and reacting in that way. Because, yeah, let's be honest, Chris, that's the first thought, even as parents to ourselves, it's like, whoa, I want to keep my children young. But there's some facts here that we really want to bring home. So first of all, we're not teaching them sex education in the way that as adults, we automatically perceive. Yeah. First and foremost, we're talking about age appropriateness, but we're not even talking about sex education in the act and sexualizing. What we're doing is enabling them to know their boundaries and their space through choice of their own body. And that's a a big difference, but it takes a while to take that on board sometimes. So let's put this into context then. So the NSPCC, for example, have got their pants programme. Can you tell everyone a little bit more about that as far as you know what it is about? Yes, and that's something, you know, we met the CEO of the NSPCC and the London team as well. So if they're listening, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we had quite a few people sharing information and they've got different resources so we will put the links on after this podcast episode so people can go and have a look for themselves but basically pants is for um infant school children it's age appropriate and it is doing just what i was saying about you know being aware of their own body and being able to have um space so you don't have to kiss somebody you know to say hello or goodbye um but there are you know things like your pants are your own pants you don't actually have to share that with anybody so what is it actually teaching the children it's teaching the children that they have 
choice and they can say no. And if something feels wrong, it is wrong. But not only that, some a message I, I used to say to my children as well is, and I remember specifically, and this is in the same context, somebody kept picking up one of my children regularly and, and they were only young, they were actually at nursery school. And they picked them up and they came and told me and they said, I feel really uncomfortable. And I said, well, you say no. And, and that child, I don't say which one said, but I have already said it. And I said, well, the second time you shout no. And if they don't listen, you then go and find a teacher, a helper and tell them what's happening because you don't have to, to be picked up if you don't want to. So that gives permission. And it is about permission because our children listen to us as adults so much. But there's also a very harrowing fact around all of this, isn't there, Chris? So before we go on, it's giving the child permission to say no. So I'm just clarifying. Yeah. And it also teaches the children about um, their bodies and anything between here and here. So their private parts are private. And if anyone touches them there, and makes them feel uncomfortable and they then can go to a safe person an adult to say you know the this area I they've been taught that no one should touch them there or there so therefore they can go and speak up about it so I just wanted to bring home what exactly the pants program yeah. teaches children and I agree with that as a starting point but I also I do actually think that even just outside there, children shouldn't have to kiss goodbye yes. aunties or uncles. So that's why I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, and also we can be touched in different ways on our arm that is inappropriate. And if I don't like it, you know, sometimes, you know, that age old scenario that we see on films all the times about um, a friend of the family, an uncle who keeps tickling a child, you know, it may be in full view of someone, but if that child doesn't want that to happen, they're allowed to say no. So there's many people out there, including parents, that have not experienced child sexual abuse, exploitation. It's not really in their realm of knowledge or experience. So they are the people are saying, I don't want my children to have this said sex education even age appropriate they just do not want their children to be told about this or they say it's the parents responsibility to have those conversations with their children however we know from experience that children at least one in four children within our society unfortunately are subjected to child sexual abuse and or exploitation, whether it's online, offline or both. And we know that the situation is getting a lot worse as it's going on. We know it is because the stats are telling us that. The people within law enforcement, they are telling us that this is actually happening. So for all of those parents out there that are saying we don't want our children to have this age appropriate education, we are imploring you to open your eyes and your ears and understand 
that child sexual abuse and exploitation is very prevalent and the fact that we are trying to encourage this awareness and this education it's not about sexualizing children at a younger age it's not about taking away their innocence it's about making them aware of their bodies their bodies are their ownership and if anything happens to them that makes them feel uncomfortable then they have the right to speak out say no and if they are able to speak out they can get an earlier intervention that stops that csa cse carrying on because we know don't we beverly that silence is a predator's best weapon it's absolutely child sexual abuse and exploitation carries on so Absolutely. we're not about sexualizing we're not about taking away children's innocence what we're doing is giving education and awareness that is age appropriate and i'll come back to this in a moment because i know you're bursting to say something <laughs> I'm really trying to sit back and it's really yeah. hard, you know, because um, we don't want anybody to really get involved with sexual abuse in, you know, it's heinous. Let's be honest. It's If it's never touched your life, it's hard enough when it is part of our everyday life. So, you know, I'm so pleased when I hear that one of my friends has never been, you know, suffered sexual abuse and I say friends whether they be male or female and I want that for every single person I want that for every child to grow up in that that way that that would be a dream so it's what we, okay, and, and this is what I'm coming back to sadly this is the hard facts sexual abuse doesn't happen just in the church at a sports club outside of the house stranger danger is not not the danger to children because at a young age they don't mix with strangers the, sadly the fact is that most sexual abuse happens within the family and trusted people within the family and the other biggest fact is most abuse has started the majority of the abuse has started even before a child has gone to infant school. And yep. I'm trying to say that in as gently as I can, but allow that to sink in before infant school. So if we're saying we don't want to sexualize children and we don't want to give them that knowledge that they have choice, actually, in our naivety, and I'm saying this in our naivety, because it's not done intentionally, what we do. We take away our, our child's voice. Now, we can't stop all of it. And there is a gentleman that's on TikTok that you have come across. Yeah. And, you know, Kev Orkian, and um, basically he fight, he's fighting for the right of children to stay innocent for as long as they can. And we 100% agree. 100% yeah. agree with that statement. Um, he says that, you know, being taught about sex as early as possible so that they can protect themselves against predators, we shouldn't be wishing for that. Yeah, we should be saying, but it's the predator's issue. And again, we agree 100 percent. 
We should be going after the predators. But the fact is, this is so prevalent, as we keep saying, child sexual abuse and exploitation is so prevalent. The fact that we may not be educating our children to this fact in an age appropriate way, we are not protecting our children. We're making them more vulnerable. And it shouldn't be up to the child to say, this is happening to me. We should be going after the predators and we are. But the sad fact is, as you pointed out, it happens before most children even go to school, they are being sexually abused within the family environment by someone they actually know. So by us putting off the sex education, and we've talked about sex education and what that actually involves, um, we're not doing our children any favours by doing that. No, and the other night when we were at the screening, so we were at Channel 4 um, invited to go along to the screening, and it's a, um, a programme you can watch on Catch Up on Channel 4 um, called A Paedophile in My Family, Surviving Dad. OK, now I would say to every adult listening to this programme, please go and watch it because it's a really great awareness tool and educational tool for yourselves as adults, because it will really highlight. But in a sensitive way, I'm not saying it won't be shocking for some people, but it will give you some insight into what actually happens. OK. And let me just say that you won't hear lots of information about the actual acts of, acts of abuse. Yeah. So I just want to reassure you. But as adults, yes, we need to have this awareness. And also, let's be honest, the other thing is on this same event, somebody stood up and he actually said, I'm not the most, um, what was it he said? I'm, I'm a person that most people won't want to speak about but I work with paedophiles or sex offenders or those that are thinking about um, offending. offending so they haven't necessarily done it but they've thought about it or they've explored it or they have with one person but they don't want it to continue they've recognized it now it's a charity called stop it now and I won't lie I was in that audience and when he spoke about that, I was like, <laughs> you're helping them. And then I thought, well, actually, yes, because if you're helping them to overcome what they're thinking and, and they know that it's wrong, then it's better that they get helped because how many children does that save? Yeah, so we do need to explore why do sexual offenders offend in the first place? Some people think it's genetics. Some people think it's experiences that they've had. And some people think it's a mixture of both. There are some people out there that are claiming that it's a sexual orientation and that it should be allowed. And um, we have very strong uh, views on that and we will revisit that another time. Um, and it, you know, some people are saying that the sex education that's age appropriate within schools, um, you will see if you search for it on social media that in some countries, children as young as four are being taught about masturbation. 
they're being taught about other things like that. And that is why there's a kickback and an uproar about children being taught sex education in school. So we really need to push it home that age appropriate education around this whole subject we need to actually clarify what it is our children are being taught in the curriculum because as i understand it in our schools in in the uk they're not being taught about masturbation and things like that but because it's being put out there there's uproar and yes i wouldn't want my four-year-old being taught about masturbation and being taught about um maps minor attracted absolutely and absolutely. all of that i would be in uproar but as someone sitting on the other side of being a survivor like yourself and like many people that are listening to this podcast um we know that if we had had the awareness and the education yes it's not up to us yeah. to protect ourselves but if we'd had that knowledge and the language then we may not always but we may have had the insight and the um courage to speak up and say my dad is doing this to me he's using his whatever or she is doing whatever and we could have maybe spoken up sooner not because it's our job but because we don't like what is being done to mm. us and then maybe we would have had that intervention earlier that's all we're saying on Absolutely. this particular question in this particular podcast we've got five more minutes it's two what, little... a half hour yes there's two no. yes there's two points that i want to clarify okay so the first one is for anyone listening who's thinking about this this is how prevalent it is so let's take the children out of it at the moment and you won't necessarily know who it is but there will be one person that you know like and trust and yet they're a sexual abuser they're a paedophile they're a sexual offender whatever you want what want to call them a name you want to call them yeah and that's a fact that's how many there are so you will know like and trust and at when they said that at least one person in your circle and when that fact was given to us even the other night even I was like well I didn't think of it like that mm. and we see that when the kickback when there's a celebrity or you know someone famous yeah um what was your thought on that Chris I mean, it is staggering, isn't it? And at the end of the day, I can't disagree with it. Um, and even I, sometimes when I learn about someone, whether it be a celebrity, someone in the public eye, or just someone in my circle, I'll go, no, not them, really? Yeah, yeah. because it's hard to actually think that that particular person in your life or in public life like you just like no they couldn't like it, that couldn't be them um but unfortunately the sexual offenders 
come from all areas of life. They all come from different backgrounds, different socioeconomic groups. They work in different professions. And we know from our work at the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse and the research that was done there, that uh, the offenders will go where children are, full stop. Always. So, so if you think about children, they're in families, that's where you're, where you're going to find a sexual offender. Absolutely. And there's one other thing that I want to say for people, and, and this was actually brought up by Jess Phillips, MP, who yeah. is an amazing woman. I, you know, I've yeah. never met her before. I've never been in her company. I've read about her, but to be in her company was or her passion just comes out. And as she said, we can't expect the children to just come to us, especially, you know, in your case, in my case, when it's a parent, because we're taught to respect our parents. And absolutely, I'm not not denying that, but we're putting the onus on the child to come to an adult. How about as adults, we start talking to our children and listen to them? How was your day? Now, when you say how was your day, most children are going to say, oh, OK, but, you know, the best, best and worst, or if they're not feeling well, tell me how you're feeling. Ask them, you know, how does it feel if, you know, if they say they've had an, a, an upset with a step-parent? Someone, yeah. Yeah, for instance, how does it feel to have a different person in your house? Ask them. You ask them questions. You're not putting words into their mouth. You're asking them questions. You're giving them permission. To speak. To speak. Yeah. And they may not tell you then, but another time they may tell you. Yeah, you've got to build up that trust with them, haven't you? And you've got yeah. to notice what is different about what is going on with them. Yeah. And it's like Emily said in the film, um, you know, no one at school asked about all of her absences from school. And she said, why didn't anyone pick up on that? And the thing is, and I understand where she's coming from and why she's saying that, but there are so many children, Beverly, missing from school at the moment. It was even it was on the news like two mm. days ago. And the other side of that argument is there are some parents saying, well, school was closed all through lockdown and my children weren't getting an education. I can better educate them at home. And it's an all an innocent thing. Yet there are many children that are absent from school and it's not innocent they are being abused mm. at home so there's a whole kind of mix-up of messaging that's happening and we need to unpick it all and understand parents who are genuine in their right to keep their child home and home educate them and work that out from the people that are keeping their children at home just because they can abuse them and control them, yeah? And it might sound far-fetched, but it just isn't. And it, and it is not far-fetched. And we're not looking to witch hunt. We are looking, we are looking to change the narrative. And I'd like to think that we can find another word that isn't sex education. Maybe we need to find another word, which is about, uh, you know, uh, I haven't got an answer at the moment, but um, maybe anyone listening, you know, if you've got thoughts on this, please email in. We, we, we'd love to hear from you. Chris, final word before we say goodbye. I think 
as parents and individuals within society, we just need to open our eyes and understand the bigger picture of what is actually happening and what is actually going on. And this is all about making the conversation um, as open as it can be so that children can come forward if they want to, but also us as adults checking in with the children and understanding what is going on for them and giving them the opportunity to speak up as and when they 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 can but also us noticing what's going on and again at that film it was like um you know if you do speak up something will be done we know it doesn't happen like that even when you speak up and say this is what's happening to me some professionals and some adults don't believe and they shut it all down so there's so much going on that we need to unpick and make sure that we're all on the same page with this yeah so what we're saying is we hear you especially when you're scared of what's going to happen so this is a, an opportunity to use your voice as well so um it's breaking the cycle two step forward at gmail.com yeah message us any professionals out there that want to come on and share what they are doing in the work of safeguarding and how they're getting the message across really clearly and to, you know, answer parents' concerns, you know, just like the question that was sent in. Um, let's help people better understand the situation and what we need to do. And let's all be on the same page because, yeah, let's keep our children as innocent for as long as possible but not giving them the awareness and the education is making them more vulnerable, vulnerable. in my yeah. opinion and that first is a really great way to end apologies for running over but it was important that's this month's have you got five minutes q a with chris and beverly over and we look forward to answering another question next month thank you okay. Bye, Goodbye. everyone. Bye for now.